Welcome back to Walker in the Wastes. Pandemic <laughs> <laughs> edition number 17 or something. I've lost track of what episode number this is. Uh, nine? Nine. Nine, yes, nine. Episode nine. I hope it's not like Star Wars Episode 9, because this will be very disappointing. It's currently the something of July 1929, and you are all waking up. Uh, Clarissa, Clarissa, sorry, your uh, boat has finally docked in Anchorage overnight, and you are making your way down on the dock with your suitcase and other luggage. Uh, Dr. Barrow's instructions were to meet him at the Majestic Hotel as soon as you arrived. Okay. And as you are making your way to the Majestic Hotel, meanwhile, who goes to breakfast? Um, I I'm don't. going to make Victor roll his consti- constitution. Because he was I was up, up most helping my friend all night. You're such a good friend. Uh, despite being up until God knows what am, you do manage to wake up. And... Uh, Sam, you're a little bit groggy from the interrupted sleep. Alexander, you feel glorious. Aside from something waking you up briefly at about 3am, you had a really good sleep, as did Dr. Bauer. Did I have a good sleep? Uh, roll your constitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did. Even though you're on a bench in a police cell, they gave you this big fur blanket to like keep you warm. Because there's no heating in this police cell, and that really helped you nod off. I mean, why would they have heating in Anchorage, right? Yeah, but <laughs> not in the police, not in the jail cells. You don't deserve to live. <laughs> wow! All he did was climb. You cocktower climber, you! <laughs> you also smashed a hole in the roof of City Hall. I was already there. <laughs> Vandalism and climbing, eh? Well, that's the death penalty. Anyway, uh, everyone <laughs> breakfast at the Majestic Hotel, and Dr. Barrow is there um, opening a boiled egg. Uh, morning, everyone. Uh, anyone seen Elwood? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I know you didn't wake me last night. I assumed everything had calmed down after his earlier foray. No. Dr. Barrow raises an eyebrow and takes his glasses off like... Foray? <laughs> um, uh, Elwood seems to be mildly disturbed at the moment. I'm guessing some past trauma has resurfaced. Okay. So where is he? Slim bed recovering? He got an insatiable urge to get high last night. <laughs> well, I noticed there are some good drug dealers down on the dock side. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, I do not mean drugs. Why is that unfortunate? What did he climb? Why has he fallen off? He nearly fell off the clock tower. When, when, when Victor says this, can we look out the window at the front of the hotel where the breakfast bar is and just stare across the square at the clock tower? Sam <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, and Dr. Bauer are just like staring at the clock tower. Uh, like, I, I point and say, can you just kind of see that gaping hole in the roof? I the can see some the men up there. No, they're, they're fixing the hole that Elwood made. <laughs> oh. Um, so where, where is he now? He's with the police answering some questions. So he's in prison. Oh, yes. Mr. Barrow sighs. Well, 
I thought it was the safest place for him at that point. I didn't hire a physician. Am I going to have to hire a stuff shrink to put Elwood's head up back on? Yes, that's a really good idea. Do it now, Doctor. Oh, he's we all may up. need one before the end of this. I don't know whether Anchorage has any psychologists. I'll go and check. Yes, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Um, we wouldn't want your newest academic colleague languishing in the jails of Anchorage. Oh, gosh. Academic colleagues. Um, Miss Anson's meant to be arriving this morning, our archaeologist. Oh. oh. Um, Sam. Another bloody woman. No, no, Alexander. <laughs> A very educated woman, I will have you know. <laughs> Alexander, you come with me to the police station. Sam, Victor, I will leave you here to say hello to Miss Anson when she arrives. That's probably why. <laughs> he, he, he like, right, come on, Alexander, breakfast can wait. I was enjoying that. What, what was Alexander eating? Eggs. Just, just egg. <laughs> egg, just bacon. He's trying to be Gaston. The raw eggs, knocking them back. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Barrow stands up, looming over Alexander. Wait, can, can what is? Oh, actually, I'm not even going to argue that. Probably looming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doctor Barrow is about five foot. Four, you're like four foot two. <laughs> Hang on, how tall is Sam? I don't know. What? How do you? How do you work out size? Oh, you're going to make me open up the rule book and turn to size, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Fine, it's in here. Uh, I wish to know if I can peer down my nose at the tiny misogynist. Almost, set, I would almost guarantee that you can. Wonderful. I can peer down my nose at most people. That's true. Misogynists are otherwise. But I don't. <laughs> you just squat. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility, right? <laughs> yeah. Be careful. He'll try and Elwood will try and climb you, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tallest uh, thing in the room? Oh, it's Victor. Victor. <laughs> what, what we're saying is I shouldn't go and stand on top of a high, high thing or he just might do that. Yeah, I, think, oh, I must get taller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Russet. You've made no, him look at the rules. No, it's fine. It's fine. Is there not just like a size table oh, online oh, for yeah. Call of Cthulhu? No, there's one in the player handbook. I just need to find it. I was looking in the wrong book. Because I'm an idiot. Isn't it actually one of the numbers that we roll, like 2d6 times something or other? There is actually... Yeah. There's a table for it. Okay, um, here we go. Size. Oh, God, I'm... I'm I'm, uh, I'm not big. <laughs> oh, right, that's what you mean. Uh, so you're un. What was it? Forty-five. I, I I'm forty-five. So what's that? I'm five foot. Uh, or, or five two. No, you're below five foot. Five foot. <laughs> oh. Does it not depend on my weight or? Uh, you would you sixty 
is 170 pounds or 75 kilograms average human height. The next one on the chart is 15. So you are below average human height. It's small. Small. Are you one of the little people? I'm going to punch you so hard in the knee. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Alexander and Dr. Barrow, you bustle off, heading towards the police station. Carissa, you arrive at the Majestic Hotel. Um, What do you do? Uh, I go to the front desk and I say I am here to see Elwood Hamilton. Uh, Dr. Hamilton and Dr. Bower, their party is in the restaurant having breakfast at the moment. Um, He opens the ledger. Uh, Is it Miss Anson? It is. Okay, he hands you a key. Uh, This is your room. Um, He tells you where it is upstairs. Uh, I'll send someone to take your luggage upstairs. If you'd like to go through to breakfast, they're still serving. Thank you. I'll do that. Uh, As you enter the room, roll your spot hidden, Carissa. My spot hidden. Uh, Spot hidden. Ah, uh, the thing isn't loading. There we go. Uh, Spock, damn it. Where are you? There you are. Did that roll? Is, is this spot hidden roll to notice the wee little person just leaving? The <laughs> <laughs> no, spot hidden roll was to notice Victor and Sam, who you both recognise because obviously they were in all the newspapers a few months ago and that copy of the National Geographic. And uh, one of the newspapers you read when you left Vancouver, which was celebrating uh, Dr. Hamilton's nomination for Time Person of the Year. Everyone thinks he's a shoo-in because that Mahatma Gandhi track. <laughs> Who's he? I'm Sam. you. I sat with a black <laughs> copy and a very old-looking, strange book open on my lap that I'm currently leafing through. Okay. Uh, Sam and Victor, roll your spot hidden. Do you go up and speak to to the kind of spot hidden. Oh, hidden. Oh, there we go. I'm very, very. I'm paying a lot of attention to my book. You mumble some phrases out loud. You just can't quite get. <laughs> no, no, I'm not that evil. Well, I am really evil. not on a spot hidden roll. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen things. Just hold them to that the next time we do a critical fail on a spot hidden go, but Russet, you said you're not that evil on a spot hidden roll. Yeah, when you're reading a book. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're just engrossed in your book, Sam. Um, but Victor, you see a young lady come in. Carissa, describe yourself. Uh I've got to, I'm going to find the picture to accurately describe myself. <laughs> I was going to say, you have a picture of yourself. This shouldn't be hard. <laughs> if you add it to your character sheet, you can um, select your character sheet in the bottom right and it will display your character. Oh. Like, I, I have did. Alexander as oh, my I'm profile picture. Uh, but yes, um, uh, I am. How tall? How, how tall did I end up, Russell? Like six foot. 
Uh, your size like eighty. Uh, yeah, you're about six foot tall. <laughs> yeah. Six six foot dark 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 hair. Um, a a modest build. Um, certainly, uh, someone who isn't shy towards getting her hands dirty. Um, not not a slip of a girl. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, currently, just uh, wearing a um, a light tan over jacket. Sort of, obviously, something that's gotten a bit dusty and a bit sandy. Obviously, has seen a little bit of action uh, out and about in archaeological digs and such. And it hasn't ever been quite washed back to brand new. Yeah. Uh, you see sitting at the table uh, Victor Harvey, who you can see what he looks like in his picture, and Samantha Harrow. Uh, Victor, you see uh, this tall, beautiful lady walking towards you. She sort of matches hmm. the description Dr. Barrow gave you. Uh, what What was the... the, the blah, 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 blah. Miss Anson. Miss Anson. So it wasn't a doctor or a professor, just Miss no. Anson. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I speak up. Uh, would you perchance be Miss Hans- Hanson? Uh, Anson. Um, Anson. Yeah. Sorry, my apologies. Um, I'm Victor Harvey. The doctor informed us that you would be joining us. The doctor. Oh. <laughs> the doctor. Her doctor informed us that he's joining us. It, it, it's quite all right. Uh, I, it, it's nice to be called Hanson uh, instead of Anson. All the idiots on the boat kept calling me Clarissa. So, <laughs> ah, that would be quite frustrating, I imagine. I'm going to. I'm dropping my feet off of the, the other seat opposite where I've had them propped up reading a book, and I'm. Tucking the book into a sack with my side, I think. Um, good morning. Uh, did you have a pleasant trip, other than being called the wrong name all the way here? Um, uneventful. Uh, the whiskey's watered down, and the music was uh, tone deaf, but uh, the, the, the waters were calm enough, and the food wasn't too bad. The food is always the important thing I find along boat journeys. Yes. A waiter stops by, takes your breakfast order, and puts asks if you'd like tea, coffee, fruit juice. Uh, I don't ask for a whiskey. Uh, I just have a, uh, a an orange juice, a tall glass of orange juice. You settle down to talk to Victor and Sam. Meanwhile, across town in the police station. Across town, uh, Elwood, you have woken up. Uh, you feel refreshed and make me a sanity check. <laughs> that doesn't sound refreshed. <laughs> Your I'm desire sure. to get high has been somewhat sated by getting to the top of that clock tower. Yeah, there are, there are taller things in town you have yet to climb, but you know it's not quite as burning in a need right now because you managed to get high, but it's still there. Plus, I have realised that we will be going in a plane soon. Mm. That will take you very high. Especially if I control it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, I apologise to everyone who dies when um, Elwood drives the plane into a glacier. Um... <laughs> I shall photo my way to the skies. 
you are awake for about half an hour when um, no one responds to any calls you get. You make uh, the police are just ignoring you. Um, wow! wow. Uh, and then after about half an hour, Doctor Barrow uh, steps in uh, ah, with, with um, Alexander. Doctor Barrow, Alexander, are you here to release me? Are we here to release him? Well, yes. We are here to release you, Elwood. Soon as you explain to me just what on earth possessed you to break into the city hall, break the roof, and climb a clock tower. Um, I don't admit that I did these things. Well, there are several police officers who have given witness statements that you did. Photographs or it didn't happen. Uh, well, Elwood, your bail has been set at uh, $2,000. which <laughs> I'm quite sure you will want to pay. That, well, that's, that's surely chump change for the man destined to be Time Man of the Year. <laughs> T- well, you're time, anyway. time Man! <laughs> time Man! Um, oh god, he's clearly gone insane! Yes. <laughs> oh wow. Time Man. Time Man! <laughs> oh, I like that Time Man of the Year. This is... One day we're going to look back on this and think, this all started here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking back on this and going, Gandhi! <laughs> uh, and Gandhi will just like, like, like do that thing with his moustache. Like, yeah. <laughs> now I am Time Man of the Year. <laughs> oh, come on, you of all people, Alexander, should appreciate my terminology there. Oh. oh my god. Okay, Elwood, you have to make some phone calls to set bail, and you are also informed you must report to the magistrate's court tomorrow morning at 10am, <laughs> oh. where the magistrate will hear your case of breaking and entering and willful property damage. But we're flying out tomorrow... That's no, a not. shame. First no, we're not, says day. Dr. Barrow. Are we not? Well, no, we still have a whole bunch of research to do here in town. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> I wink. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I would. Oh, very well. <laughs> he, he leads you down the steps from the police station. It just stops to look at the clock tower and like, why did you climb it, Elwood? Why would you climb it in, in the middle of the night? Um, given the reactions of uh, everybody since last night, I, I don't think if I told you, you'd believe me. So for the, uh, for the sake of expediting this entire process, perhaps you just shouldn't ask me. Okay, fair enough. Have a lovely time at the newspaper office doing research. Oh, yes, research. Who was going with you again? Oh, Alexander. Um, go with Elwood. To the newspapers. Oh, thank God. Um, Alexander raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Not your bloody bellboy. Why would I go no, to the newspaper office? You are, however, one of my employees helping with this expedition. 
we need to find out what happened to um, Christensen and Dutton. Yes, yes. And Dutton worked for the newspapers. And also, rootle through the newspapers and see if you can, you know, find any more recent disappearances or missing people. We need to track this creature down. Uh, and then we will be as rich as Dr. Hamilton here. I'm a pilot, not a <laughs> ballet forensic scientist, but fine, fine. Well, I need to, he, Dr. Bauer leans in and whispers quietly, I need someone to make sure he doesn't climb any more civic buildings. Uh, raises an eyebrow at that and, and kind of gives a, oh, yes, research would be a very valuable use of my time, I feel. He pats you on the shoulder and slips a hundred dollar bill into your like wait, wait, your wait, jacket pocket. Wait, pats me on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> pats a hundred dollar bill down your corsage. Or... Excuse me. <laughs> oh no! Wait, Sam's the cheap hawk. Oh. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Okay, uh, Dr. Bauer is going to return to the hotel to speak to our newest member of the team. There's, there's a new member of the team? Oh, yes. I meant to mention her last night at dinner, but I forgot. Um, I've hired an archaeologist, because obviously I'm an anthropologist, so I figured we could probably do with someone who could do a bit of archaeology, especially if we have to go to any, you know, ancient Inuit sites or such. That makes sense. But please, Elwood, please don't climb any more civic buildings. I endeavour to try to do this. That was intentionally vague. <laughs> you, did you he say it's intentionally vague? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just waves a finger at you and then heads back to the hotel. <laughs> do, do I have my cameras back? Uh, you didn't take them out with you. I would have had it. I've always got one on me. Oh yeah. You, okay. The camera you climbed the clock tower with, you have on you. Yeah. I, I take photos. Uh, roll your luck. Oh, tell me it's not broken. Don't do this to me, Ash. Oh my god, I can't find the right screen. <laughs> Too many screens. What's going on? There we go. Uh, but luck, luck, luck. I don't mind rolling luck. You lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, I, I need yeah. to make you spend some of that. Nope. Uh, yes, your camera is fine. The police haven't fucked with it. You are a celebrity and they think you were just drunk. Probably celebrating your nomination to Time Person of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> time Man. The <laughs> Time Man of the Year. <laughs> okay, Sorry. meanwhile, back in the hotel, Sam, Victor, and Carissa talk to one another. I was Carissa about to speed. Victor, I was meaning to ask last night, mm-hmm. you, um, look, before I went back to bed, and you obviously had a bit more of a jolly with um, Elwood. Yes. He he was fascinated with something going on in the sky, but I seem to recall that there was um, something else that we both noticed. Um, it's not normally bloody it's, cold. It is not normally this cold. Um, I just look at you, deadpan. Then I go, oh. so Carissa. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, how much <laughs> do you know about the expedition we are going on? 
I was told it would be good for my career, which right now is starting out quite the fledgling. Um, Anything more than that? Uh, <laughs> did Barrow just rope you in with vague promises of career development? Pretty much. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I obviously I, I, I've been told about um, uh, Dr. Hamilton uh, and and uh, the 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 wonderful uh, catapult to stardom, working with uh, such talents uh, as that. Um, I hear he's going to be uh, in the running for Time uh, Man of the Year. Yeah, um, Time Man. I sent you a telegram, Bungle. Up against uh, up against uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Although I don't rate Gandhi's chances. I mean, he can't even afford a proper meal. I wouldn't <laughs> know about such things. I don't really, uh, yes, worry about those. Um, all, yeah. all I know really, is uh, that uh, I'm off uh, to Alaska to hunt for items of well. He said, I was told they were scientifically important or of scientific importance, which, to be honest, I mean, I prefer things with more sand usually, but hey, if it's it's good money and it's good exposure. Well, so you're doing it for exposure. Just not the exposure of minus 40 in, uh, in Windshire. Don't, don't worry, Carissa. You are sat with the two people that are literally employed to make sure that doesn't happen that's that's good i mean your your wages for this trip carissa are like not the best you suspect you're probably being paid the least of everyone here so so carissa you should probably be aware and will no doubt be told with in very little time because it's it's literally the main goal of the expedition that we are actually hunting a beast called the Yeeg. So Maybe. this is a safari expedition. Um, more like, I think Dr. Barris sees it more like a, uh, a a live hunting trip for a zoo. But we don't quite hold the same opinion. Just be aware that this is a dangerous expedition, Carissa. And <laughs> roll spot hidden. Oh. And roll your spot hidden. Uh, I'm blind today. I can't see a fucking thing. You're too busy checking out Carissa's boobs, clearly. Uh, apparently I'm the little spot that keeps seeing things. Okay, um, none of you got hard, so none of you noticed that, but you do all see Dr. Barrow walking back into the restaurant, except for you, Sam, who are blind of the bat, apparently. <laughs> so Just, all, all we're really saying is that Barrow might not have told you the, everything he should perhaps have told you before. What haven't I told her, Sam? What? What did you... What? Oh, Barrow, Dr. Barrow, um, question. Did you show our new colleague the pictures of the thing that you want us to catch? No, no, of course not. Um, I assumed she'd looked us all up doing her research like a proper academic would. Uh, sit down at his table and pours himself a cup of coffee. Carissa, he holds out a hand. Nice to see you again in person. How was the trip? Uh, 
shit whiskey, good bacon, not terrible driver. Well, pilot, uh, boat maker, mover. I don't know nautical uh, Bosun, probably. Anyway, um, I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, yes, as I'm sure Sam and Victor were telling you, we're off to hunt the creature. The same creature that uh, Sam and Victor and Dr. Hamilton captured last winter. We want another specimen. And uh, one of my uh, colleagues sent uh, pictures of it uh, last year, uh, or at least its tracks, and was on the trace of it, but he's gone missing. So we're also here to locate Dr. Christensen. Um, out of character, Lee, uh, I've not been show- shown this Yeeg thing, have I? Um, I'm going to slide a picture of it across the, the desk towards you. Instantly go insane. <laughs> so before, but before I see that, I'm just like, what? what is a Yeeg then? Is that just like a, a, a slightly larger polar bear or something? You slide the picture across the table towards you. You several- call it a slightly larger polar bear, um, like an elephant. It's like a polar bear and a rhino had a bad drinking session. There are several With an pi- elephant involved. The pictures of this one, the one he's showing you, it's in a giant block of ice, clearly frozen. And um, you can see Dr. Hamilton, Sam and Victor standing in front of it, looking all impressive, like with spears and things, with some Inuit guides. Um, they maybe come up to its knees. So it's quite big. Mm-hmm. need a banana for scale on these pictures. I'm a bit more useful than a banana, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, there I am. There it is. Uh, Apparently, Chrissa, the the one we're hunting now is bigger. So I look at at Barrow and just say... You said scientific, scientific exploration. Yeah, scientific endeavours to capture a creature. We'll also be hoping to uh, investigate their nesting grounds, which will obviously require your skills, and speak to the local Inuits. Uh, Victor, um, are you still on that today? Yes, that's still my plan, Doctor. So, um, Sam, I've sent Alexander along with Hamilton to the newspapers, um, Hamilton to talk to them about, you know, Dutton and Alexander to make sure he doesn't climb any civic buildings. That's probably a good plan. So, uh, would you take over the, uh, you know, checking the maps and the plotting of routes? Do we need to travel by um, land? Where can we land a plane safely? That kind of business. I can give it a go. I might have to consult with Alexander when he gets back, reference um, suitable landing sites, but I can oh, see yes, plan the overland route. There's, there's already a flight plan, though. No, there isn't. Not out of Alaska. Yeah, we got to here and... Anchorage. Then oh, okay, Anchorage. okay, okay. Sorry. Do your job. I'm misremembering. Yeah. No, I'm misremembering sessions. I thought that we were <laughs> that we'd done. I didn't. I forgot that we'd flown to Anchorage. I thought that Anchorage was where we were flying to and we hadn't flown there yet. My brain hurts. <laughs> that's okay. We know I don't. That ha- I don't have cake. That's the problem. Yeah, you definitely need cake. Yeah, normally. <laughs> 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 
I love you. Wow. I'm going to message Emma right now and go, where the fuck is my cake? That's amazing. This happens every week. Foxy walks in with fucking... Her other half seems to live in the kitchen to make her cake. Well, yeah, of course she does. She's a woman. Wow. (laughs) If I told Emma... Please don't tell her that. She's, she's method acting. Look, it's fine. I'm going to message Emma right now. Please so tell Emma she just said that. And we'll watch but no, Emma she's coming. Don't give me that cheeky face, Emma. I love, I love you. Get, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> Go back in the kitchen and make me more cake. Love you, hon. I'm going to be sleeping on the sofa tonight. I know that. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, where were we? You want me to go and arrange some of the planning? And yes, uh, if you can talk, work out the planning. Um, where should we ask Carissa to help? Um, I, I'm I'm still looking rather disturbed by the gigantic, fluffy walrus rhino elephant polar bear incest marathon yeah they um quite tight isn't it um i'm gonna be honest uh i i i'm i'm qualified for digging up fossils not being devoured by them well good thing you mentioned digging up fossils that's one of the things i'd like you to take care of first i have the location of a possible fossil that the outdoorsman who sold me the location Believes might be a fossil record of our Inuit Yig. So I'm going to give you the location, and if you will travel out with Victor, Victor's off to visit the local Inuits, but um, on the way you can stop and have a look at this fossil and see if it pans out or whether it's a load of old tosh. Okay. Victor, um, I I arrange in advance for us to have hopefully some a dog and mm-hmm. well, some dogs and some sleds arranged for us. So if this weather keeps up, we should still have the kit that we need to get you out to visit the locals and um, well, got my new colleague off. Okay, well, I... you, um, why don't you head down to the warehouse then and pick up our equipment? I will mm-hmm. stay here in the hotel as a point of contact. Oh, you'd enjoy that, Doctor. That sounds great. Well, I've got some papers to read through that Dr. Christensen sent me. Um, And, you know, this place serves really nice hot chocolate. And he stares out the window. Does it normally snow in Anchorage in July? No. No. Hmm. Crazy weather we're having. I'm glad I'm staying in. Um, Carissa, did you bring cold weather gear with you? Uh, the answer to that is no, because you came to Anchorage in July, so you shouldn't have really needed it. Oh yeah, I'll um, I'll get that sorted if you. In fact, yeah, I'll head down to the warehouse now. Um, um you have the I details. Would, before myself and Carissa head out to the Inuits, I would recommend we make sure we have the cold weather gear prepared for both of us to take with us just in case it looks very unseasonal out there yeah we've we've experienced some very rapid um weather shifts in our time dealing with these creatures and things you know 
Doesn't oh, you're super. He laughs. Oh, I'm just superstition, Sam. Oh, they make me. So- I mean, the unseasonal weather is probably being caused by, um, you know, icebergs out in the ocean drifting Do- south out of season. Doctor Barrow, unseasonal cold can kill just as easily in July as it can in December. Oh, I know that, Victor. But Sam was just suggesting it was related to the creature. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What did you hire us for again? To catch me one. And why did you hire us? Because you caught one before, trapped in the ice. So perhaps when we talk about it, you you might want to pay attention. Sam, I look at you. (laughs) Completely deadpan. Uh Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. We know what we know. We'll deal with it. Fine. And I'm going to kind of at that point, I'm stand up, down the rest of my coffee, throw my bag over my back. And um, as I head off, I said, I'm headed to the warehouse to check on our supplies. I'll bring up some cold weather gear for you all. Thank you, Sam. And remind me to give you a bonus. Oh, I will. Uh, Carissa, Victor, you go with Sam down to the warehouse. Yes. And I'll see you both later. Of course. I chuck down the rest of my tea or whatever I'm drinking. Pure liquid ammonia. Mm, no, that wouldn't be pleasant. That would be very bad. I'm not on, like some sort of elder thing or something. <gasps> he is the man of time. That's Elwood. <laughs> Meanwhile, across town, Time Man and Alexander. <laughs> This is the start of a beautiful superhero partnership. (laughs) (laughs) Time man and misogynist. (laughs) Time man and the big short. (laughs) Wow. Rude. (laughs) You arrive at the Anchorage Times. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like this is your territory, time man of the year. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <I'll> <laughs> I do enjoy times. Um, go in. How how tall is the times. building? Um, it's taller not- than you. Oh my god! Wow! wow. Just, just, just wow! <laughs> she thought, hey, I'm is, jealous. It's three stories tall. Um, um, I can I can I just like look at Elwood and just kind of like see if he's like staring at it in in sort of any particular way. Does does he look like a man who's about to try and climb this building? I, I think not. I think I look like a man that's permanently about to climb any given building. <laughs> He's a man yeah. on the edge. <laughs> I'm a donkey on the edge. I mean, uh, uh, well, I mean, your spot hidden that hard, please, Elwood. I can't do this. Oh no, he spots a tall building. <laughs> He spots the building that we were no going to go spot to. For me. He does not spot any taller buildings. Yeah. You head inside the uh, newspaper. If it's open, yep, otherwise so I'm just walking into a door. Um, there's um like a large um 
garage door to the left, which is open, which you can see into the printing room. But there is like an office door to the right. You go in the office door, and there's a young lady sitting at the desk, and she smiles. Um, then she smiles wider. Doctor Hamilton. Hello oh, there. Gosh, uh, she, uh, she stands up and comes around to take shake your hand. Uh, Mr. Ross was hoping um was going to go up to your hotel l- later on today and ask you to have an interview. But as you're here. Um, please come through straight away. And you are, sir? She looks down at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I feel attacked. I feel attacked. I'm the shortest player here. It's not fair. <laughs> You've got cake! No one brings me cake. I don't have cake. I ate it all. It's gone. It's all the cake weighing me down. If I ate less cake, I'd be taller. This is my companion Alexander, since, since he doesn't <laughs> still want to speak. <laughs> I can introduce myself, thank you. I'm Alexander <laughs> Anderson. Oh, um, well, uh, welcome. I guess everyone, any companion of Dr. Hamilton's welcome as well. Come on through. Yes, she yes, take, companion. She takes, As I walk she takes you through to the uh, uh, office, and she knocks, and there's a elderly 50-something gentleman sitting at a desk. He stands up. Ah, Dr. Hamilton, uh, thank you for coming in. I, I hadn't sent a message yet. I, I, I didn't know you'd sent a message or was intending to send a message, so uh, I guess luck would have it that I'm here and you wanted me here, so well, wonderful. Gentleman shortlisted for time of the year comes to my little town to start his next glorious expedition into the ice and snows. He stops to stare out the window where it started to snow. Huh. I guess I there will be ice and snow. Is it uh, supposed to snow? Not in July, normally. I mean, not here in Anchorage. A few hundred miles north, maybe. Uh, oh, well, weather happens. Anyway, yes, come in. Come in. Uh, so, how can I help you both today? Um, well, I, I talked about it being luck that I'm here, but uh, re- really, I'm, I'm trying to find out some information on some people who I think may have come across some some bad luck. Um, we're trying to find find out uh, where a couple of um, our employers' friends have disappeared to. We don't seem to be able to find any trace of them. Um, I think it's a Dr. Christensen and Alex Dutton. Hmm. Alex, I'm afraid you're out of luck there. One of my employers, one of my best reporters. Um, but yeah, he um, up and vanished. Well, not vanished, but up and took off back to mainland USA. Some sort of family emergency. Ooh, must have been back in beginning of October last year, and I've not seen him since. Something to do with his mother, I think. Um, he left me a note, and then um, the last I heard from him. And it, it, were you expecting him back? I assume you was expecting him back well, at some point. Yes, but I've had no contact with him. I've sent some messages to the address he left, but no response. Um, oh. I've got his message if you want to see it. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll take a look, thank you. Are you having a good time, Alexander? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a note for ants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I was busy making my own nose. I didn't see how small it was. <laughs> you can click it and make it bigger, just FYI. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? I want to get closer. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, it's odd. I mean, Dutton's house is still locked up. I've been keeping an eye on it. But, um, yeah, he's just up and headed back stateside, as you can see. Um, no warning. Um, fair enough. Um, is there any chance we could take a look where he lives? Oh, for you, of course. But only if you give me that interview. Oh, I'll give you an interview. An exclusive interview with Time Man of the Year. <laughs> Time Man of the Year. Yeah. Anchorage expedition due to set out. Oh, yes, this is going to be great. Um, he settles down and starts to interview you. Um, you know, he wants to know all about you, what you're doing. First question is, why are you here in Anchorage? What are you seeking this time? Um, much of the same. Another creature hunt? Uh, yes, another creature hunt. Possibly bigger. In fact, almost certainly bigger. A bigger this is more. Da- this is more dangerous than before. Oh, he's scribbling away in his little notebook. Um, yep, you spin a tale about how you're off into the ice of northern Alaska to hunt down one of these creatures and go out bag another sample. After all, you already brought home one sample. Only one. <laughs> one was enough. It really was. Um, roll oh, me your. What skill shall I make you roll? Luck. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never making you roll luck again. <laughs> roll me your. Charm and your appearance. But I'm not very charming. Oh no! Yes, I am. Oh my god! <laughs> Please remember oh, to wow. take that. Oh. You yes. can ignore the appearance. You you can spend some luck to make the appearance success. You leave my luck alone. <laughs> <laughs> the interview won't be as good if you don't spend the luck. No, you're absolutely right. I'm going to spend the luck. Well, oh. oh no! Too luck. <laughs> Whatever will you do? Have Next wonderful time. interviews. <laughs> Next time he rolls luck, he's going to roll a 94 and fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, uh, and it also comes out, obviously, that Alexander here is your pilot, and you also get pulled into this interview, Alexander. He wants to know all about the heroic Royal Air Force pilot who will be flying Dr. Hamilton into the Holy ice. shit, someone finally gives a shit about the fact that I flew in the fucking war. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He wants to know everything. Roll me your charm. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> oh, my. Do you want to upgrade that to a critical fail? Alexander's his way through the interview. So, Every like, literally, literally the very it. first thing I say in the interview is like, woman out there at the front, I'm amazed that you <laughs> give such opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> he um he he's very interested in your war history um but you do get a sense that he's going to be rewriting some of your colorful language <laughs> <laughs> and he's definitely going to have to look you up <laughs> don't look me oh. up <laughs> 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 just, just believe that I flew recon missions. That's just. Yeah, he's looking you up. Please believe that. 
<laughs> nope, he's looking you up, I'm afraid, Alexander. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh-oh. When and how exactly? Really well by contacting the Royal Air Force. Uh, uh, oh, oh, no. <laughs> he's a good journalist. Wait, has fact. someone been lying on their resume? Have a fraud? Can, can they can they not look that up? <laughs> I'm afraid they are looking it up. They rolled a 35 on library use, so. Uh... Oh wow. my! Oh my! Journalist, I look forward to that newspaper article. Oh. <laughs> Fuck! Is this why Gandhi wins? <laughs> <laughs> I can associate with a fraud. Oh no! They're going to do a time man of the year. Oh, Thank wow. you, Alexander. <laughs> I think this is. Oh, oh my god! Oh, god. oh please! <laughs> <laughs> If you hadn't eaten all that cake, you wouldn't have trouble laughing. The interview interview goes really well. Do you also ask him for any news on recent missing people? Well, I mean, 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 it makes sense. If uh, if we're looking for what are potentially missing people, we should look for similar events that have occurred. Yeah, and he gives you two newspaper articles. On one is a local group of government surveyors, and the other one is some local hunters. There we go. George Cuthbert. (laughs) It's reading time. Okay. Um, Where were we? Um, I asked Barnes Place. Yeah, he's given you the keys and the address. Meanwhile, Across town at the warehouse. Sam, Carissa, and Victor, mm-hmm. you arrive at the warehouse where your stuff is being stored. It's, ah, it's a- we have arrived at the warehouse. For <laughs> <laughs> so the first like five minutes of the journey, I was muttering to myself under my breath about um, Dr. Barrow. And knowing what you're like after all the time we have now spent together, I let you just mutter. Yeah, that's that's the right decision. <laughs> I, I, all the time during the walking, I'm a bit further away from the mutters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we move to the warehouse. Is there anyone there outside of it? Is there a desk? Um, there's like a little office area, and there's a grey-haired elderly man sitting in the office um, going through a list, like, ticking stuff off. He looks up. Oh, hello. Um, hello. We, um, we've come to inquire about a order of goods and supplies that we put in um, before headed over to Anchorage. Either under Dr. Barrow, or perhaps some of it was ordered under my own name. Um, um, your name is? Samantha Harrow. Oh, yes, we do have the Harrow order. Uh, oh, you stand up. Uh, yep, yeah. uh, you ordered two um, three-person dog sledge and teams. They're all ready. 
That's fantastic. Did you um, get any... I'm going to actually check my own list, just to double-check. Where did I put it? Oh, Expedition America. I don't suppose you got the order on top for, like, large bear traps? Um, he shuffles with his... Pe- no, I only received this. He hands you uh, the order form. It literally has the top part of your order, which is... Um, uh, two dogs, three person dog sledges and teams, and then there are some gobbledygook characters, which usually mean the telegram was message fucked up in transmission. Oh, wonderful! Uh, there's also a page one of two, but there's only one page here. Oh, bollocks! Sorry, that's all we received. I did send a telegram back to uh, Toronto asking for the second page. But, We'd uh, likely already left by the time it arrived. Um, I don't suppose I could put in a last-minute order and see if you have any of the extras. Uh, yeah, what are you looking for? Uh, let me check. I'm looking for Springfield ammunition, uh, some .45 ammo. Uh, ammunition? Yeah, that should be no trouble. There's a big hunting... Uh, scene here. Brilliant. Uh, um, Sam, just to, um, just a reminder, Sam, we Ooh. should already have a lot of 45 ammunition under Dr. Harrow's order. Ah, yeah, did you do you have an order for Dr. Harrow at all? Dr. Barrow? Dr. Barrow. No, I've received no orders from Dr. Barrow. Oh. Oh. That's odd. Yeah. Wait, no, odd. that actually isn't that all on the plane. Uh, Dr. Barrow ordered a bunch of stuff that's on the plane, but yeah. he didn't order any ammunition because you told him you'd done so. It's fine. I, oh. I'll, I'll put in the order for ammunition now. Yeah, yeah he get ammunition, no trouble. There's a massive... Well, actually, he directs you to a hunting warehouse uh, up oh. in the town. Um, he'd just go and buy it there for you, so you might as well just go buy it I yourself. I don't suppose... This is going to be quite unlikely, but I'm going to ask anyway because it means a lot. I don't suppose you have any machine guns lying around anywhere? Not really. Um, we can get you one, but we'd have to order it in from Vancouver. It'd probably take about two to three weeks. How about... I mean, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, and I'd rather it turn up at some point and not need it than none at all. Um, would you want a down payment on that? Um, yeah, I'd need um, normally a 60% payment. Um, how much would that run me? Uh, you'll be looking at about... Um, you're going to make me get the rule book out, aren't you? I'm sorry. Yep. Do they have a Browning machine gun in the rule book? They probably do. They have machine guns in the rule book. <clears throat> Explosives and heavy weapons? Ship-mounted 5-inch rifle? <laughs> Boom! That's not what we're looking for. Machine guns. Here we go. Browning automatic machine gun will cost you... $800. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll give you 60% of that. And I'll charge it back to Dr. Barrow later. Can I have a receipt? Uh, yeah, certainly. He'll write up a receipt. What's 60% of $800? It's got to be a um, 6540 Something like that. 540-ish. I, I'll remove 540 from my cash. Yep. Uh, he'll... Bless you. Bless you. Um, if you want to pay a little bit extra for speed, he'll radio the order to Vancouver rather than send it on a ship. That I will do. How much extra will that cost me? 
Uh, it's a $20 flat fee to make use of the radio for non-shipping uh, or military reasons. Compared to the amount you've already spent. That's a bargain. Nothing. Tell you what, I'll definitely do that if you let me add a little personal note onto the radio as well. Paying $20 for me to go use the radio, you can give me war and peace. Don't tempt me. Um, yeah, so I'll hand him another $20. Um and I'll put in order for a Browning machine gun and the ammunition to go with it. And then I will um, thank him very kindly and go and turn to and go, well, we've got the dog's feds at least. But what does that mean the cold weather gear hasn't been ordered as well? Let me just check my packing list for the plane. Uh, what is it? No, none of you bought cold weather gear. Oh, no, you did. It's all on the plane. Yeah. The only person who doesn't have cold weather gear is Carissa. Well, no, she does have cold weather gear because Dr. Farrow was expecting her, but it needs to be fitted to her. Right. In which case, we will... With our Arctic survival, would me and Sam be able to do that, or do we oh, need... Oh, yeah, easily. It's just, it's just a case of, you know, adjusting toggles and stuff. Okay, we can right. do that. Right, let's go to the plane and get the cold weather gear ready, then. Do you, do you want to um, get Carissa set it up set up in cold weather gear? I'll manage the dogs and then go by the ammunition supply and see if we can pick up the ammo we need. Yes, of course. Well, that um, works. Yep, you go down to the dogs. Um, Victor can drive a dog sled to the airport. Mm-hmm. And Sam can drive the other one to the hunting stop. Because, you know, uh, driving dog sledges through the middle of Anchorage is not unusual, especially with it bloody snowing out there. Question? Why yeah. am I going to the airport? That's where all the hot, cold weather gear is. That's what oh, right, of course. There. Yes, yes. Of you course, unloaded course. the plane. I got muddled for a moment. It's in a warehouse at the airport. Yes, yes. Sorry, I got muddled. Cool. I'll head off to the hunting warehouse. You can go and sort out Carissa with her cold weather gear. And I'll meet you back at the hotel? Uh, yes, just point of order. Mm. Would I have some ammo on me, at least from previous use of my rifle? I, um, roll me your luck. Let me a lick. <laughs> just because I haven't got 90. <laughs> <laughs> All packed away. <coughs> packed away, in which case we're going to the airplane where it's all packed away, right? Yeah. I'm going to unpack some when we get there then, um, before we head out to go into the wilderness. That's a good plan. I'll, um, I'll meet you back at the hotel. Yeah. Yes, of course, Sam. Take care. I'm going to get on my dog sled and head to the... Warehouse of exploding things. Hey, um, I will deal with the hunting shop first. Drive your drive dog sledge. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, we are in trouble. The dog sledge expert tangles the traces, (laughs) like, five feet out of the warehouse. (laughs) And you have to get off. And sort that out. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sort it out, and I'm gonna sit on the sled for a bit and just kind of stare down at the, the snow between my feet, and just kind of like, just, just why this day, just 
Did I did I cast maybe that was that fucking spell last night? Bummer! <laughs> <laughs> uh Victor also won me drive dog sled. No, I didn't fail. Victor, 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 Victor glides past you with Carissa sitting in the back. Just, just glides past, swerves around the corner and up towards the airfield. Perfectly. Just like you taught him to do. Carissa's grinning ear to ear because I think this will be the first time she's been on a, a dog sled. So, <laughs> um, so well, well driven. <laughs> neither, neither Carissa or um, Victor noticed that Sam has stopped. Clearly, she's just pulled over to let you get past and take that turning. Of course, she, she's she's uh, um, with like that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, okay, uh, Sam, you may roll again. Oh God! Well, there we go. You arrive, you drive through the town. Uh, several other dog sledges have started to appear on the streets as the snow is building up quite rapidly on the cobblestone street. It's a bit of a bumpy ride, but it, it's possible. And you arrive at the hunting shop that the uh, the guy in the warehouse suggested to you. Brilliant. I'm going to go in and go and look for the owner. Yep, he's a large chap wearing a check shirt and a huge crown shirt. Uh, sitting behind the counter, he looks you up and down. Ah, I know you. You're Harrow, right? Um, yeah, I'm not used to people knowing who I am for, if I've not been somewhere before. I'm pretty sure I've not been to Anchorage before. Right? He shakes your hand. Yeah. Ah, Clarissa at the Ice West told me last night. Oh, oh that was a fine establishment some very good hard spirit it's not a bad place it's my kind of place that's all that matters to me um, so what can I do you for this morning Miss Howard? well it turns out our attempt to pre-order some supplies went a bit um, off kilter with a bit of our um, our telegram not quite making it so I, have, I find myself a bit short on some ammunition um, and weapons, and I was told this was the place to come. Well, certainly, what are you after? Let me just check my list. I'll pull out the expedition equipment list that I have, and I will go I'll open the freaking tab. All right, I'm looking for um, some .45 ammo and some Springfield ammo, if I could. Yeah, how much do you need? About 300 rounds of each. Yeah, he takes some boxes out from under the counter, pops them up. Fantastic. And I know you're a hunting supply warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. Don't suppose you stock bear traps? Of course. I mean, everyone loves to hunt a polar bear. What's the biggest bear trap you have? Oh, well, the ones we use with hunting polar bears. How big are they? Can I have a look? Yeah, he takes one down off the wall. It, it's bigger than your average bear trap. By about another two feet. And if I'm comparing this in size to how I'm kind of perceiving the yig to be, how does it measure up? Uh, oh, this is about half too small. Right. Um, yeah. do, you, do you buy these in, or is there someone in town who makes them? Uh, the farrier across town makes them. Right. Um, might have to go in and have a chat and get something um, a bit bigger. What are you 
planning to catch walruses, elephants, actual cannibal. Um, well, I, I take it. Have you seen the pictures of the thing that we uh, we came across on our last expedition? Oh yeah, I saw them. But I mean, they they don't exist in Alaska. We'd have seen them. Well, the guy I'm working with now seems to think there's one of them wandering around out here somewhere. And I'd rather... I mean, you're, you're a man who's gone out on the ice before. I'd, I'd rather have the things I need just in case. Than, His eyes uh, light up when you suggest there might be one out there. And he's like, now that would be a hunt. It would. He seems to think that we can bring it back in alive. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. No, no, it isn't. Shh. So it's just quiet, quiet. Enough. quiet. <laughs> Annoying um, your leg. How much are we for the um the ammunition? <laughs> uh oh, ammunition. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Well, if you need any extra manpower, I think half the hunting fraternity in town would want to join you on that hunt. I take it I find them around in Clarissa's place. Yeah, yeah. The Ice West is our pub. Well, in that case, I might be back in to um recruit some assistance at some point. But well, thank you for the idea. No, you're welcome, miss. Uh, so, uh, ammunition, you say. So, <clears throat> 300. Shall I surprise? Okay, it's $69 <laughs> for the point forty-five, and yeah. another... Eighty dollars for the Springfield. So that's what that's sixty-nine plus eighty-five, right? Yeah, one hundred and fifty-four dollars. Cool. I uh, can I have a receipt. Yeah, um, receipts. Um, hang on, I've got a book somewhere with our name on it. Uh, That'd be perfect. You know, it's, he, has uh, to, he has to scribble around in the drawer until he finds it. That if I don't have to pay for things, I'd rather not. I can charge this back to my current employer. Well, you you let that boffin think you're going to bring it back alive, but then when it accidentally dies during the hunt, you know, at least he'll have a pretty corpse to ship back to the Royal Society or the London Boffin Brunch Club or whatever. We I, I, it make it look great on my wall. It certainly shut the parents up. Oh, well, if you find more than one, yeah. Well, anyway, thank you very much. I'm sure oh, I'll... Your sanity. Oh, no. Why? Why? There could be 50 of them up there. No! <laughs> yeah, you have a shudder. The mere suggestion that there might be more of this, more than one of these things wandering around out there is... It doesn't bear thinking about. Um, I think one will do it for me. Um, maybe I can keep, I don't know, the paw or something. Oh, you can make it one of those fancy umbrella stands. I have a side table. Oh, is it big enough? Yeah. Oh, it, it's big enough. Anyway, um, thank you very much. I'm, I'm sure I'll be back for something more at some point. Yeah, thank I'm going to head off and then head back to the hotel. Meanwhile, at Dutton's house, Alexander and uh, Elwood, you arrive at Dutton's house. Dutton's house? It's, it's bloody nice... cold. 
It is snowing. Uh, there's practically a blizzard going on right now. Uh, the street's already about several inches full of snow. And um, But the cabin Alexander Dutton lived in is on the outskirts of town. Um, you've got the key, so you unlock the padlock on the door and let yourself in. It's still cold in here because no one's lived here for years and the fire's out. I go inside. I also go inside. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at this game, see? We know how to follow cues, like opening padlocks. <laughs> Use key with padlock? Yep. Sorry, you can't I... do that. <laughs> oh. Use keys with padlock? Sorry, those items don't combine. <laughs> use, use key with painting. <laughs> use, key with, use key with lock. Use key with door. Use key with door lock. <laughs> use key. Use key. You eat the chocolate key. God damn it! <laughs> uh, um, is it dark in there? It is dim in here. There May only... they be in by a group. It is not quite dark enough for Gru. There are there are windows. They are a bit grimy and covered in snow, but the light is still coming in. <clears throat> okay. Um, I would look around for any evidence that he actually like packed anything to leave. Okay, roll me your spot hidden at hard. The pair of hard. God damn it! Do I not? I'm an idiot. I have. I have Hard cigarettes. Success. I have cigarette cigars and no freaking lighter or matches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's constantly bumming a light off people. I feel like that's the case. I mean, I could use a flare gun to do that. I think I, I think I think I did that because I wanted um, mustache wax. <laughs> oh, that's probably was it. Okay, uh, you're both searching. Uh, you discover there is no luggage here, and you look in the wardrobe, and there are quite a lot of clothes missing. But um, Alexander, you find his passport in the bottom of a desk drawer. I open his passport and look yeah. at it and see if there's like any stamps for travel or anything. It's uh, it's definitely stamped when he left Canada to come to Alaska. Um, but if he was going back to the states. He would have needed it. <laughs> yeah, you would normally travel down to Vancouver and then travel down to the States. And even if he was traveling straight to the States, like Los Angeles or something, he would still need it to get back into across the border on the mainland. I um, found his passport. He wouldn't have left without this. He would have needed it. Yes, quite. Uh, I don't think we're going to see this man again. <laughs> What makes uh, you say that? Well, he's like he's left notes to people saying that he's gone home, which can't possibly have been true since you've just found his passport. So Could have dual nationality? Could yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> Come on, think positive. Elwood, for on a whim, you sit down at his typewriter. Um which is here on the desk, and you you stick a piece of paper on and tap the keys and then compare it to the note. It did not come from this typewriter. The key, the fonts are are different. How dare he use a different typewriter? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's 1929, so the journal is only going to have one typewriter, really. 
Yeah. And that's going to be this one that he does his writing on. And if he wrote a message, um, and you, you obviously you got the story, he went home for the evening. The next morning, uh, his boss found this note in his mailbox at his house. So he yeah. couldn't have gone to the office because the office would have been locked. Yeah. So he, he must have had to use this typewriter to write that note, but it's different font. Somebody else wrote the note. This is suspicious, Alexander. I think we should report back what we have found. There's some strange goings on here. Sure. <laughs> well, Why not? I mean, I just I, I, I point out the letter that I've just checked against his typewriter and say this. I mean, I don't know if you can see I'll this, right but this back. was not this was not made by the same. By the no, same I typewriter. I can't see it particularly well because it's very dark in here. But I'll take your word for it. Only had some kind of light. Exactly. If only we had some kind of light. Perhaps there's a light or a box of matches. Use light. Please, please have a box of matches. I don't want to light my cigarettes with a flare gun. I feel like that would be dangerous. (laughs) That would be boss cool, though, wouldn't it? (laughs) No, no. You you light your cigarettes with a backfire from your plane's engines. Oh, Oh my God, that is... Just lean out the window. (laughs) Put Put it on the side of the engine where it's hot. Yeah. That's how pilots roll. Uh, we have lost some peoples. Oh no! I'm still here. Nope. <laughs> oh, so you just the ghosts. <laughs> ah, spookies. People with wireless headsets freak me out. <laughs> I'm they move and talk. They're the best thing ever. I could never have a wired headset again. Where is yeah. your header to the computer? Agreed. Sorry, what is that mysterious chair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a headset. Look. Uh, magic. <laughs> that just gets in the way of my hair. Uh, I was so confused, and then I realised that you have a webcam with a fucking mic on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, how is she doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn witch! See, that's what a degree gets you. Uh, <laughs> no, that's what three degrees gets you. Three, three degrees. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, the newspaper's going to be interesting if we live long enough. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this newspaper article. <laughs> I- I'm not. Founder! <laughs> <laughs> Just like, really, I flew in the bloody RAF, don't you know? I report you. Slams a newspaper down on the table. Oh, bugger. And then we all realise that you can't possibly have been in in, in the uh, the Air Force because you're too short. (laughs) (laughs) They have regulations, Uh, don't you know? Yeah, well... To be fair, a lot of the regulations was for a pilot were you're too tall. Yeah. I think the film might be a limit where you can't reach the pedals. Well, my, my, <laughs> my, my dad didn't get in the RAF because he was too tall. He wanted to be a pilot. Yeah. He didn't get in because he was too tall. I was too colourblind. 
I think my family's just too blind. I mean, I've just got yeah. one eye, so I can't join any forces. It's awesome. <laughs> I wanted to join the army, but it's like, like you can only younger. see from here. Well, I can only see from this eye, and obviously the SA80 ejects oh, into well. my face if you use it left-handed. They would have said, "You have to learn to fire right-handed." It's like, fuck, you can't. can't. <laughs> Pray. Pray and fire faster. Well, I, I, on the upside, I can't be conscripted. Um, Surely you can, just not like on the front line. Yeah. I, I don't. I think. I think. I feel like one eye is a big enough disadvantage, uh, like disability, to mean that I can't join the military. I mean, you just need shin splints. What to? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the magical power of shin splints give you back no, vision? Jesus, Jesus was like, what three see. degrees gets you? I, I, I can't see Jesus give me my sight back, and Jesus just kicks him really hard in the shin. <laughs> Why is Jesus kicking people in the shin? Yink your left eye. I was like, I can't see with one eye, and can't. Yink said, all you need is shin splints. <laughs> With her miraculous ability to heal blindness, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, Wondrous, lovely GM that you are. Um, Is there perhaps a box of matches in this house to light, per se, like lamps and things? And a fire? Roll me your spot hidden. At hard again. Oh, you're on spot hard. Yes. Yes, there is indeed a box of matches on a shelf by the door next to an oil lamp. I'm going to take the matches, if you don't mind. Box of matches. They come in a box labelled Evil Society, HQ, and then the address. (laughs) There are 38 matches. Matches? There are 38 matches in this box. Oh, Oh, man. This is the best. 38 matches. Out of a box of 50. Oh, it's glorious. Are you happy now? I am happy now, because now I can actually, you know, light my cigarettes and my cigars. (laughs) Whereas before, I I couldn't. (laughs) Have you been such a raging misogynist because you've been on nicotine withdrawal? Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. We'll just just go with that. That'll be fine. It's to distract lies. Um, As if reminded... That I've not had a cigarette. I light one of the matches and light a cigarette. Okay, the house explodes. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, meanwhile, at the airfield, um, Carissa and Victor arrive at the hangar where the plane and your equipment is parked. Yeah. Uh, okay, Carissa, uh, let's get you measured up for some of this cold weather gear, shall we? Okay. Victor? Yes. Romer, your luck. Oh, no. Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> well, they don't have super large oh, no. mongoloid size, unfortunately. You stand outside the hangar and look at the locked door, remembering that Alexander has the key to this door. Um, <laughs> because we finished unloading the plane and locked up, and 
um, there's only one key to this padlock, and Alex Data has it as the pilot. Well, <laughs> this hasn't gone very well at all. Well, <laughs> thankfully, Carissa. the airfield is currently oh. open, so you could try the airfield manager's office. Okay, we'll try the airfield manager's office. Um, the man sitting behind the desk looks up at you. It's Mr. Harvey, isn't it? That's right, sir, yes. We were looking to gain access to our hangar, but, uh, well, warehouse where all the bits are from the plane, but we don't have the key with us, we realise. Uh, would it be possible that yourself might be able to give us access? Um, yeah, sure, um. He stands up, takes a large rig of keys off the wall and takes you out to the hangar and unlocks the uh, small side door, not the big hangar doors, and lets you inside. They're playing the Francesca is sitting there. It looks like a very nice three-engine plane, Carissa. Very modern. Like top-of-the-range, super modern. Uh, And there is just boxes and various crates of stuff off to one side. Are there any small... Well, are there any wooden crates that just seem to be ominously glowing from within? No, but there are a couple of small plant pots with green and red herbs. <laughs> we just broke Fopsy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was the three engines thing that got me. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for context, Bungle. Me being the pilot failed to do a pilot's role when asked the question, "How many engines does the plane have?" And I failed it. I mean, I mean, oh, she didn't like need seven. <laughs> Thing is, she didn't need to do a role. I just was like, they asked, "Oh yeah, how many engines you got?" And Fox didn't I get a critical remember. fail on it as well? Yeah, you did. Foxy was like, "I'm gonna roll anyway," and rolled a critical failure. And I'm like, "Well, fine. Yeah. You can't remember how many engines your plane has got." Your new plane that you've just bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay. Right. Hey, uh, you, uh, roll me your polar survival, please, Victor, as you fit Carissa for some cold weather gear. Come on, succeed a roll, finally. Where'd it go? There it is. Oh. <laughs> what is wrong with me? You flirted with it. You still didn't yeah, have a good night's sleep. You um, you fit Carissa in her like uh, moleskin undergarments, and then the heavier furs go on top, and the gloves, and the scarf, and the hat, and the goggles. Mm-hmm. And we get it. All adjusted so that it's definitely all going to fit nicely when we try and put it on yeah. in the future. And the right. thing is, you know how you have to sort of like um, unpick some of the hem on things and adjust the cording. But once you've adjusted it, it's you can then tie it off to stay that size. So it will mm-hmm. fit her properly going forwards. And I'm also assuming that I know full well that while it's still the temperature it currently is, if she keeps it on, she's going to sweat and end up getting hypothermia or something from that instead. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Once we get you set up, I get you to take it off for now, but we take the gear along with us. And then I find the ammo from the gun. Okay. And then we're ready to go on up. 
well, now then we're ready to go and find out where we vaguely need to go. Okay, you um, get your cold weather gear as well, I'm assuming? Yes, of course. Uh, your furs smell odd to you because they've been clean since you got back from the uh, six months you spent living with mm. the Inuit. And by clean, I mean they were hung up and someone beat them with some uh, paddles. These don't smell right. Hmm. But yeah, they don't smell of like, you know, six months of you living in them. Ah, uh, I miss that smell. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you taking anything out? Are you getting ready to head out into the countryside now? Uh, getting ready to, yes, because I'm assuming the ice rest, which is where we said we were going to go to ask where the Inuits are, is on the outskirts of town, yeah? Probably the other outskirts of town. Sorry, you broke up in the middle of that. What was that? Okay, I'm assuming the ice rest is on the other side of town to the airport. Well, the airfield is about four miles outside of town. So we've got to go back into town practically to get to the ice rest. Yeah, but the ice rest is next to the street out of town that you use to get to the airport. Because it's it's the hunting pub, so it's near the way out of town. Okay. You know, the well, first evil. thing hunters want to do when they get back to town is drop off their kills and then cross the road to the pub. Mm-hmm. But either way, the point is that it's, an, it's four miles back to there from the airport, you've just said. So, yes, we'll get everything ready for a short trip into the wilderness. Okay, so you load up the uh, sledge with, like, food, camping yep. equipment, two tents. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, heat the, the heaters, etc. Things yep. that you would need for going out into the uh, wilderness. Uh, w- water, the case of brandy. Mm-hmm. Well, a bottle of brandy from the case of brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you taking the Arctic navigation kit? Yes. Please make a note that you have the Arctic navigation kit on your I, d- I didn't know there was such a thing. You bought one back in Toronto. Ah, okay. I put it on my possessions. Where's this fucking edit mode? I put the flash. And then you and Carissa head back into town. And I assume you're heading for the ice rest. Yeah. Okay. You may roll me your dog sledge again. Carissa, roll me your spot hidden. Oh, dear. (laughs) Uh, Where is my thing? Oh no, not as good this time. Um, you drive the sledge slowly. Um, you tangle the traces when you first get going, trying to turn them around. But you know, mm-hmm. it happens. You get off. You uh, do you show Carissa what you're doing. Yes, I do. Carissa, do you Definitely. pay attention to how the dog sledge works? You're muted, by the way. I do. Um, Roll me uh, your intelligence. Oh, where's my? No, no, Brian, don't roll your intelligence. Your character has more intelligence. Remember? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) love you, Brian. What? Roll your intelligence. (laughs) That was a perfect response. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why are we like this? Why did no one pass anything today? To be fair, I have literally just fallen off the boat, so... Yeah, um, you spend some time working on the 
dog sledge with uh, Victor, and then you finally get aboard and drive back in towards town. Um, but sadly, you can't pick dog sledge. Wait, does Nate have a Cornetto? Yes. Oh. oh, fuck me. I want to go. All right, ev- everyone should lay into Nate now. Everyone <laughs> laid into me when I had cake. Yeah, but Nate had to go and buy those himself <laughs> and get it out of the freezer himself. You had cake brought to you by your woman. I mean, I mean, as she should. Bring this into me. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. This got brought to me. Oh, oh you oh. summoned your son to bring you an ice cream. That's the worst. <laughs> Child, bring me ice cream. Exactly. I mean, if you're going to have children, you may as well teach them how to bring you ice cream. Yep. Okay. Um, at the hotel, Sam, as you are heading up the steps into the hotel, Alexander and Elwood also are just inside the foyer. Then I oh. said to her, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> There's just the sound of a shotgun being cocked. (laughs) I was at the point of saying something, I'm just going to go, no, I'm just going to walk past. Um, And actually, as I walk past, I'm going to make eye contact with Elwood, completely ignore Alexander. I mean, it's easy to ignore Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) You're putting your hands on his shoulders and just leaning over his head. No, I'm, I'm just going to put one hand up and, like, on on one side and kind of look over him at Elwood again. Elwood, I don't think you've seen Dr. Barrow anywhere, have you? I, I haven't seen him. I've only just got back um, ah. from, from the, t- um, the newspaper, please. Right, well, I'll, I'll see if reception now where he is, and we can catch up. Anyway, yes. I'll react in a second. Okay. I'm going to stride over to the reception desk. Hey, uh, the receptionist looks up. Miss um, Harrow, hello. Oh, and as I walk away from the two, I'm just going to pat um, Alexander on the shoulder. And then, <laughs> um, yes, I'm sorry. I don't suppose you've seen Dr. Barrow this afternoon. Uh, he's currently in the lounge. Um, he's going over some maps, I believe. Ah, perfect. I'll join in there. Thank you. Um, um, do excuse me. However, I must just go get an ice lolly. <laughs> well, well, the receptionist. Like, yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I'd love a receptionist to say that. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't keep getting into a hotel. I must get an ice lolly. <laughs> oh man, that'd be amazing. What's that? Your your ceiling is leaking. Ah, but I must have an ice lolly. <laughs> what? Maybe that's like maybe that's like code for like um, I'm going to see the I'm manager. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm going to see the manager, or um, there a a kid's been sick in the bed. I'm just gonna We're in Anchorage, <laughs> Alaska, and it's snowing outside, and it's freezing, and I'm going to get an ice lolly. Well, when you got to get an ice lolly, you got to get an ice lolly. Dr. Barrow comes back carrying an uh, ice lolly. Ah, Dr. Barrow, that looks... Um, That's a mighty fine ice lolly you have. What an interesting <laughs> choice of um, stuff given the climate. Well, um, I bought a load thinking it would be nice in the middle of July, but, you know. What no, flavour is that? It's weird. It's coloured all sorts of greens and yellows. Is it Cthulhu lime? Cthulhu flavour. <laughs> no, lemon. it's coffee. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the box says that they are exotic tropical ice lollies. Toffee. Real <laughs> exotic and tropical. <laughs> the, bubbly bit, toffee bit, the bubbly bit at the top with the chocolate is toffee flavoured. 
that's what I, when I go to the tropics. <laughs> and the whole, the whole problem is, is, I think the best of the lolly is meant to be lime and lemon, but it just tastes of toffee. The toffee is overwhelming. Just, oh, wow. I want a tropical cocktail. It's just a pint of toffee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dr. Barrow, I, um, there's been a slight problem with one of our orders put through. Half the telegram apparently didn't make it. So I've I cleared the remainder of our requirements with the warehouse manager and kept the receipts. I'm going to hand them over to him. I hope you don't mind, but I paid in advance just so we had everything we need. A machine gun? You bought two machine guns already? Well, apparently not. Um, none of the requirements made it through to the warehouse owner. Oh. I guess that's why the budget is up by uh, um, 1,800 pound. Well, I decided that one should be sufficient, so he reckoned he can get it to us in a week or two. How are you going to use a machine gun from the back of a dog sledge? I'll find a way. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I've been thinking about it, and I, I, I have a few ideas. Would it help if we used the mechanical uh, petrol-driven sledge? No. <laughs> I've um had bad experiences with those things and um Oh but Dr. Hamilton wrote gloriously about how useful they were on your last one. Dr. Hamilton spent most of his time burbling inanely up at the sky when he was in the back of one, so um I I think I'll stick with the dogs. I say nothing. Oh, um Elwood and uh Alexander, how did it go at the newspapers? Um, it, it depends on your definition of, of, of wellness, really. I, I we, we found uh, Are you note. going to be on the front page tomorrow? Um, yes, naturally. Um, I am time man. <laughs> well, I hope you mentioned the rest of it. <laughs> of course, of course I mentioned everyone. Um, but well, no, I was given... remember to mention Miss Anson? Well, um, who? Awkward. Our archaeologist. She's currently out with Victor. Um, did I know? You did not know. No, I the, the also no. did not know. I assume. I don't. Um, no. Yeah, I wasn't. You were there. You were morning. there for breakfast when he told us. I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I, I will make sh- I'll make a point of going back and name dropping uh, Carissa so that you know their name is part of the article later on. I'm sure we can yeah throw it in after the fact. It's fine. Um, but but more importantly is I was given this note um, that was supposedly left for the the owner of the establishment uh, by Alex Dutton that says that he was going home to look after his sick mother. Um, Alexander and I went to his house. We were given the keys um alexander found his passport and then i did randomly did a check of his note on his typewriter and this note was not written by his typewriter therefore i deduce my good man that he is long gone and is not returning that's it that's all i've got for you it's very suspicious that is that is alarming quite um bugger he was one of our main leads i mean if we can't, get, I, did did he say anything, or did the newspaper editor say anything about other disappearances in the area? 
Glad you asked. Yes, I have two further articles here. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to the GM will share with you. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. um, well, yes, other people have been disappearing recently. It seems to be uh, quite the thing around here. Well, Sam, can we take the location these people were last seen at and get a rough location of where we should probably head out to start looking? I'm just reading the articles down, but give me a second and I'll see what I can... Excellent. Alexander, um, I've been going over this, and with the weather like it is, we might have to travel by land. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) Never! (laughs) I wanted to ask how you're, um, how you are at landing on snow. I can land anything, anywhere. Don't you worry. Do you you make any modifications to your plane, like skis or something? I kind of thought we already had done that. Have we not? No, it's, it's still got wheels on it, because obviously it was July. Okay. Um, yes, that would probably be a very good idea. And are you going to be able to fit two dog sledges, all of our gear, and the dogs in the plane? Hmm. I mean, I really only took into account the equipment that we had on the list, and... The, uh... Well, we won't need to take absolutely everything with us when we're flying out on a camp. We'll only need to take enough for a few days. Um, help me out here, GM. Can I fit dog sleds of stuff on there? <laughs> Roll me your piloting. How many engines do you have? <laughs> Three. You bastard. (laughs) (laughs) If you strap the dog sledges to the roof of the plane... Oh, the dog sleds. I thought we were... (laughs) My mind went somewhere else entirely. Finally, I get my own back. Finally, I get my own back. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Um, Out of curiosity... I've not seen Sam with dogs yet, have I? No. But I've read articles about this. Is yeah. there anything that mentions Sam's adoration and love for dog sleds and dogs? There's like a whole article uh, about her in the National Geographic. No, I don't think we'll be able to take the dog sleds and, and the dogs. I, I I can't imagine they'll fit on the plane. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we may have to scrub the expedition then. No one will get paid because if we haven't got dog sleds to travel across the land we'll do have we, to um do we not have anything else we can use that would be i mean nothing that would fit in the plane i can hire a motorized sledge but they're too big and we've got nothing there no we're traveling out into the wilderness to hunt a creature my plan was that we fly out <laughs> we set up a base camp all that this is, and then we would travel out into the countryside with um the dogs. Hang on, on didn't, didn't, didn't you say, Alexander, that you had a, you had enough space for everything that was on the list, which included two massive machine guns, of which we now only have one. Therefore, you have more space than you thought you did. Yes, of course. I mean, one machine gun does equal twelve dogs and two dog sleds. <laughs> you do these make a very would, good things, point. These things would be massive. <laughs> I mean. Okay, okay, says Dr. Dr. Barrett. Let's think about this. We can always make several trips. Once we build a base camp, Alexander can fly back to get the dogs and then fly back to base camp. I'm, I'm sure it will all fit. I've, and, and if it doesn't, then it'll be fine. I'll make do. I've, I've flown worse. 
In the war. Yes. You know, the war, dear. Yeah, no, I, I'm well aware. Um, yeah, Dr. Barrett, if you don't mind, I'm... I think perhaps we could do with also getting our cold weather gear down from the um, storage. I know that we expected not to need it until we went out, um, but the weather seems to be on the turn outside. Yes, I did notice that. I think we're going to have to shift our planning to winter, so we're probably going to need to make plans to build some sort of semi-permanent structure rather than just tents at the... uh, Base camp. I'd agree with that. I mean, our options are either build something more permanent or see if we can um, hold up with a local Inuit population at one of their camps. Well, once we work out where we need to start searching for the creature, <laughs> we can determine if there's any Inuits nearby or if we need to buy a load of wood and stuff. To well, do from my read of these two articles that... Um, that uh, um, Alexander and El would have brought in. The surveyors could be almost anywhere, and they even brought up an infantry unit to try and find them. But the local hunters have a much more specific location where they were seen before going missing. So perhaps they might be worth that avenue might be worth more investigation. Where were the local hunters? Apparently, they went missing somewhere around again um, near Fairbanks. Hmm. So the Fairbanks area. And road to Fairbanks, apparently, was around where they were last seen. And no one, the, a search on the road found nothing. But perhaps um, myself or Victor might have better luck. So we could fly everything up to Fairbanks and we could operate out of Fairbanks. I mean, if that's the location where people have gone missing and we're making the assumption that it was this creature, that might be a fair estimate. So we could relocate to Fairbanks, and then from Fairbanks we can travel out into the countryside from there. It's not a bad idea. It's a very good idea, Dr. Barrow. Um, you still might have to make a couple of trips to move everything, uh, Alexander, but yes, that sounds like a good idea. Alex, what kind of um, flight time would that be from here to Fairbanks? Uh, GM? Uh, roll your navigate. Uh, probably about uh, hour and a half to two hours to get there, depending on the wind and the weather. Hour and a half to two hours, depending on the weather. That's but uh, I'll make it in an hour and a half, of course. That's certainly a shorter trip than the last one. Well, yes, it's because it's a shorter distance. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I can just hear the unspoken, you stupid woman at the end of that. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Well done, Foxy. Well done. It was beautiful. I, I was just, I was just um, appreciating the irony of uh, referring to shorter things. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, it gets better. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, in that case, I suggest we perhaps make plans to relocate. Okay. Um, well, um, 
we should start making plans. As soon as Kuisa and Victor get back, we can start making plans to head off. Are they, aren't they meant to be visiting something about a fossil record? Yes, there's a fossil site that I want Victor to take Kuisa to, and the local Inuit tribe. Whereabouts are those? Are they something that we need to get done before you want to relocate? Uh, probably, though we might want to hold off on the Inuit tribe until we um, m- relocate out to Fairbanks and speak to the local ones out near Fairbanks. A shame no one said that to us before we left this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should probably try to recover Carissa and uh, Victor before they leave. Roll uh, your luck. I think it, you, you, so you'd like Done. me to go after them with you, Doctor? Uh, yes, please. Why don't you take Alexander with you? Oh. To get some experience <laughs> on the uh, dog sledge. Would I have... No, I need, we need to get cold weather gear first. Yes, you'll have to head out to the airport to get it. And Alexander's got the key to the airfield, so... All right, Alex, I guess um, it's you and me, then. Can I not just... You've been on a dog sled before. Fly there. It'll be quicker. You're going to fly to some random Inuit camp in the middle of a snowstorm. Sounds jolly exciting, doesn't it? Sounds jolly stupid, doesn't it? How would you know? Because I've been in a snowstorm and seen a plane go down and taken down from nothing and smashed to pieces on the ground. I'm Thanks sure you've seen a lot of things, my dear. Oh, fine, let us go in these ruddy dog sleds then. Remind me again, Doctor, do I get paid whether everyone comes back or not? There's bonus <laughs> if everyone comes back alive. How much is the bonus? Quite significant. <sighs> in fact, if you bring Alexander back alive, it's a very big bonus. Until the newspaper comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you bring him back alive or dead, you get a bonus. If he comes back alive dead, you don't get the bonus. Fine. Alex, um, let me show you how to get on by with a dog sled. <laughs> we're gonna, I'll head outside. I'm not waiting to see if he's following. I'm just going straight back out with the dog sled. Dr. Bauer gives you a look, Alexander. He's like, please try to get along. Um, I light a cigarette, turn to him, and say, you don't pay me nearly enough for this. And walks out. And walks out. (laughs) He turns to you, Elwood, once they're gone, and he's like, I thought I was hiring professionals, and they've been sniping at each other since we left. Yes, you have hired professionals. Professional twats. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. Comedy gold. <laughs> well, um, Albert, why don't you and I sit here and have a hot cocoa while the minions take care of you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're talking about professionalism. You're sat there with a man who was in jail last night for climbing a fucking building. Yeah, but perspective here. Jesus, having a hot cocoa. Yeah, but he's a world famous photographer and is allowed to be eccentric. <laughs> eccentric. That's what we're calling it now. Yeah, rich people are eccentric, not mad. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. I sip my cocoa and just shake my head as the others leave. Well, if you look over the map with me here, so if we're going to head out 
to uh, Fairbanks, we can. That's quite a large area, not near the Arctic Circle, to investigate. Um, are you going to need more photography equipment, or like uh, special photography equipment for the cold weather? Or I did you I, pack all of that. I, 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 yeah, I'm. I don't think I need anything special. Uh, I think what I have is sufficient for this job. He says with uh, the confidence of someone who has no fucking idea. Okay, well, I would like you to... You, you have everything you need for this job. Yeah. Um, the local office of the um, government, the surveying office, they mm. might know more about the um, surveyors who went missing, so it might be worth you dropping in and giving them a bit of the old Hamilton charm to see if you can get us a bit more information on them. If we can narrow them down to the Fairbanks area as well, then uh, excellent. Yep, I can do that. Perfect. If you head across there, I will switch back to Carissa and Victor. Hello. You have arrived at the ice rest. Okay. Hopefully this will be a fairly short stop, Carissa. Um, let's, let's go in, I guess. <laughs> um, wander in. Elwood, roll me... Not Elwood. Victor, roll me your... Mm, appearance. Appearance. Ah, my dump stat. You take one look at the outside of this pub and think perhaps Carissa might be better off waiting in the sledge. Perhaps you should wait here, actually. This probably isn't quite the sort of locale you're used to or they're used to you if you get my meaning the French they, they, they can be very um, judgmental types in these kind like of establishments like That's Alexander you haven't met Alexander yet that doesn't help oh <laughs> <laughs> Be careful when you meet Alexander. He's a judgmental type. Um, <laughs> I'll be back. I'm still thinking French. It got French in my head. So I'm thinking Napoleon, but I don't know why. <laughs> Are you going to take Victor's advice and wait, or are you going inside with him? Um, I'm a girl. I'm I'm sort of following the leader, whoever's currently uh, I, I'm, I'm with, because I yeah I, I I take that advice and stay outside. You stay in the stage, Victor. You head inside. It is just as rough as you thought it might be. There are <laughs> there are your type of people in here: hunters, woodsmen, and there is a huge woman behind the bar. She's massive, and she stares at you and nods. You're new. Not, I, I was advised that by my friend Sam. Wait, your air able... conditioning is tapping your mic constantly. Really? It not, hasn't been most of the evening. It's been on all the time. Anyway, it's off now. Better? No, maybe it's not you then. Uh... Yeah, I don't think it is me, because I can hear it as well, actually. Everyone mute yourself for a moment. Uh, it's gone. Was that oh, it's, it's, it's it stopped was now. I think it was Yinks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's gone now. She's back. Oh, it's gone. Who knows? 
Spooky. Oh no, it's back. It is Yinks. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I think yeah, it's, it's not you. It. Is it me? But why can I hear it? <laughs> it can't be you if you can hear it. Bungle, mute yourself. I, I can hear it at this end. <laughs> oh, it's gone. That was not. It's still there. <laughs> is is it? What are we listening for? <laughs> <laughs> Is is it aircon or is it someone's mic boon has moved down and they're just breathing erratically? It, it it does seem to be gone though now. It is gone now. It is gone now. Okay, mystery. Okay, Craig, uh, the woman behind the bar introduces herself as Clarissa with an L and would like to know, would you like a drink? Uh, I shouldn't really have a drink. I'm just about to be heading out into the wilderness, but I would love to take you up on that when I return. Uh, I was advised by my friend Sam that you may be able to uh, give me some advice into the whereabouts of the local Inuit tribes. Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, you want... Ooh, there's the McKay. The closest Inuit camp to here is probably... Uh, the camp uh, northeast of here, about... <sighs> 150 miles in the shadow of Mount McKay. Okay. Uh, that, that's quite a way, but that's they fine. We should have the, supplies. Um, Mountain Seal Tribe. The Mountain Seal Tribe, eh? Hmm. I wonder if they have any relation or ties to the Blue Seal. Possibly. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, outside, everyone who is currently on a dog sled, so Alexander and... Uh, um, boobs and uh, Carissa, who is also boobs. Roll me your spot hidden, please. Spot hidden. Alexander, you don't have boobs. Why were you looking upset? What? <laughs> I, I, mean... <laughs> I forgot their names. Um, okay, uh, Sam and Alexander. Alexander, this is quite exciting being on a dog sled, letting some dogs traveled somewhere but it's also a little bit disturbing because those dogs have minds of their own and could just decide to fuck off in a different direction they're, they're nothing on a proper machine built by human ingenuity I disapprove of dogs <laughs> <laughs> just on principle just on principle <laughs> but uh Sam and um, Alexander, you spot uh, Carissa sitting in the back of a dog sledge outside of the ice rest. I'm going to pull Aww. the dog. Sorry, Craig, they spotted you. If they hadn't spotted you, I'd have let them shoot off. I'll pull the dog sled up. Carissa, a dog sledge pulls up behind you. It's got Sam, the nice lady you met this morning. <laughs> And a very short. Oh my dwarf. god, I'm not that short! <laughs> <laughs> the smallest little leprechaun you ever saw! I feel attacked! I feel attacked! You had cake! I don't feel like this is unjustified. Yes, I had cake, but. <laughs> ah, um, Chris, um. Oh, one of your lady family. friends, is it? Um, no, this is the new addition to our party, Alex. 
Hello. I'm going to stand next to her where it's obvious that both of us are around the six foot mark next to Alex that's like four foot something. Oh my god. Like five or five one. You're five one. There you go. I'm five one. That is not that short, okay? Um I don't I imagine Victor's around somewhere. Is he inside? Uh, yeah, he he's inside. Um, he he took one look at this place and suggested I might be better staying outside. I'm gonna take a look at Carissa and then recall my the last time I went into the ice rest and go. Yeah, I. I mean, there's a lot more people like Alex in there. Raise could be a... eyebrow. That you mean dashing. No. I mean, I mean, Alex seems okay. Oh, he's wonderful. He's just a bit, um, let's put it this way. The, the concept Dashing! Of, um, <laughs> I don't think the, the idea of the equal vote is something that Alex will be in favour of. Shall we put it that way? Oh, is he a bit of a sexist? Just a bit. Just a small bit. Oh, that's okay. I mean, my great-grandmother was a massive racist, but we put that down to the mercury in the paint. But uh... Maybe there's mercury <laughs> involved in flying a plane, so, you know, who knows? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Anyway, I'll, I'm going to go and check in on Victor. It turns out that we might be relocating further inland sooner than we thought, so it's a good thing I, we caught you. Okay. Um, I'll be right back, and I'm going to kind of dash in. I'm not... I can leave Dashing? 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 <laughs> I'm going to jog inside and look as I get through the door, look around and see if I can spot Victor. He's sitting at, standing at the bar talking to Clarissa. I make my, straight, my way straight over and go, ah, Victor! Ah, you're back! So, you know Miss Harrow here. Well, uh, drink on me for the pair of you. Oh, wonderful. I was just about to ask. I met your friend in the... Um, Hunting shop earlier today. Ah, Ted. Yeah, Ted's good man. That's a good shirt. It's a strong shirt. Mm, yeah, he has a whole collection of them. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Victor, it, we might have a change of plan. We might be... Oh, really? I've just learned that uh, we're going to need to travel 150 miles to the closest Inuit tribe. So we're going to be away for a couple of days, probably. Uh, I think perhaps we need to have a discussion with Dr. Barris. We found some evidence that the... When I say we, Elwood and Alex found some evidence at the newspaper that um, apparently people would be going missing around the Fairbanks area. Right, okay. So we're considering a, an aerial relocation, but perhaps we go different ways, meet in the middle? That's not impossible. I guess we could travel up to check on the Mountain Seal tribe and then... Go across land to Fairbanks. Yeah, it shouldn't be too hard. We know. I'm sure we can find the area and some maps and the Inuit will help you get there. But should we have a drink and then head back, collect the other two? If, if we're not heading out immediately, then I guess it would be fine to accept this drink that Clarissa has so kindly provided. Perfect. And we probably shouldn't leave Alex and Chris outside together too long. You know what Alex is like. Oh, dear. Um... Yes, we better move. <laughs> so I, I will certainly take a drink, however. She 
takes her metal bottle down. Wonderful. Pours you both this strange thick syrup made from berries into the metal jug. Little metal cups using some tongs. Pick up the tiny metal cup. Lift it. I pick it up respectfully. Lift it in a toaster, Victor, and down it in one and tie it back on the the bar. Likewise, constitution checks. Yay! Oh, what do I do? Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I wasn't in that Uber. <laughs> uh, Victor, you're fine. Sam, maybe it's because you've just come straight in from the cold to this lovely, warm, toasty pub. But this seems to evaporate your sinuses and you black out and thump backwards off the chair. Well. Do, can I try and catch her before she hits the ground? Roll dexterity at hard. <laughs> um, I've got to try. <laughs> Boom. Yep, oh, you uh, shiverous Sam, bastard. Sam goes <laughs> down. But you, you sweep her into your arms, Victor. I think I better get Sam back. Uh, I think she's a touch choose, worse for choose your words. That uh, this uh, the the very special can take someone like that if uh, they're not ready for it. Uh, it 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 did seem that way. You were clearly handling it with much care. Well, uh, are you leaving town soon? By the sounds of it, it sounds like we will be leaving soon. Although hopefully we'll have a chance to pop back before we're gone for she any takes amount. Something of time. down off the shelf. It's a small metal brass-bound hip flask. Give this to Sam when she wakes up. My compliments. Will do. In fact, I I tuck it into one of her pockets gingerly. (laughs) I'll let her know it's there. And you head back to the dog sledge where Alexander and Carissa are waiting and return to the hotel to join Dr. Barrow and Elward. Is Alex going to try and manage the sledge while I'm unconscious? Oh yeah, who's driving the other sledge? Well, um, obviously Carissa can't. I, I was going to say, was I paying attention enough? When uh, no, you failed your dog sledge lesson earlier, so you've got no idea. You take uh, the lead and shake them, and, but Alexander, Ale- you could do it. <laughs> I have. I don't have Ale- the skill dog sledge. So what do I Ale- roll? Alexander, if you can go ahead of me. I will follow behind. I go up the front with Alexander for a minute and give him a bit more instruction. Okay, roll we'll your be going in- very slowly. Roll your dog sledge, Craig. Alexander, mm. roll your intelligence. Ah. Oh. Uh, so I was learning very well, and Victor was teaching <laughs> you correctly. <laughs> Just not brilliantly. Okay. I feel like that's Roll me your dexterity, Alexander. Dexterity. Okay, following Victor's instructions, um, you head back to the hotel. The thing that Victor has forgotten to tell you is how to tell the dogs to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He told you how to get going and how to sort of twist the reins to steer. But as you're approaching the hotel, you're like, Ah, how do I make the doggies stop? <laughs> Victor, how do I make these stop? 
By doing the thing! Which thing? (laughs) Which thing? Look at what I'm doing now! Um, Roll me your dexterity at hard, please, Alexander. As you desperately look back at Victor and try to copy him. It's just a success. Not hard. (laughs) Um, The dogs go up the steps to the Majestic Hotel. Yes! Through the doors. Yes! And... End up in a big pile of dogs in front of the reception. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sam, you come back round, lying in the dog sled inside the majestic hotel. <laughs> um, can I? Point of order. Point of order. Oh, I was going to keep Sam in my sledge, not with the two novices. Oh, so you put Carissa in this other? Wow. Well, so you put the... Okay. <laughs> Okay, Carissa, you oh, have yeah. just been driven into a building. So. <laughs> um, before we hit the building, can I dive out? Um, yeah. Well, uh, dodge. Okay. Oh, no, sorry, dodge. Um, dodge. <clears throat> you um, leap off, get your foot tangled in the reins, and get dragged into the building. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, this, is, is this sledge are the dogs connected to the sledge or just to the, the... They're, they're attached to the sledge as well oh. um, you, you, you're, you're fine though Chris because you stayed in the sledge the sledge has just gone up the steps and in you've had a bit of a bump drive and are now sitting in the uh, Elwood you look up from where you're sitting with Dr. Barrow and with just Coco. a dog sledge crash they must have been gone about 10 minutes can I Maybe ah, Victor's be. home can I push? <laughs> can I push that dodge? Uh, you can, but it will be a critical failure if you fuck it up. <laughs> Do it! Do it! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my! Uh, you hit your head on the door, going through, and are currently unconscious. Oh. <laughs> Dashing! <laughs> Dashing! <laughs> I mean, if you passed, it would have looked really cool because you would have just strode in after the dog's legs. Like, what's this man? That's what, what I wanted mean? to do. That's why I, went... <laughs> I wanted but to But sadly, you're it. wrapped up in some rain, currently unconscious. Uh, Victor, you carry Sam inside um, <laughs> after the dog sledge. Carissa is clambering out of the dog sledge slowly. I and... try and offer Carissa an arm that isn't bound up with Sam to help her out. I, I graciously take the, the, the help. Various hotel staff, Dr. Barrow and Elwood are emerging from various doors to look at this dog sledge now parked in the foyer. And we will call it there for this week. Oh, Jesus.